Let's just get right down to business. The Joe Roberts Show. This, this is The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. The Joe Roberts Show. On today's show, we have Peter Harrigan, the co-founder and CEO of Grace One Digital. He has an extensive background on trading. In Grace One, he developed the IP for outcome trading. But his first contact with a sector started in college where he developed a tradable arbitrage strategy. Peter, thank you for coming on the show today. Great to have you on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So why don't you start with giving us, uh, you know, our listeners and myself a little bit of background about yourself and what got you to Grace One. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I've been in capital markets for quite a long time. As you mentioned, many, many, many years ago, I came up with an arbitrage strategy that my friends and I traded and then moved to Chicago and traded. Markets were so inefficient in those days, you actually called somebody and a runner ran a ticket out to a crowd and then they executed it. And then it came back and the time to do it was about two minutes, which is several thousands of times slower than things are now. But that kind of gave me the trading bug. I went to B of A where I was traded for an exchange and then I ended up on the trading floor in Chicago where I traded currency options and Swiss franc options pit. And then I moved to San Francisco and traded options on some of the internet stocks because that was one of the bubbles that we've seen along the way. Then I, uh, about 2007, I got involved on in my first startup, which was an AI company called Sentient Technologies. And I was, uh, I like to say I was the fourth most important out of four founders because uh, essentially what we were doing was using an evolutionary learning technology to develop short-term trading strategies. I was there for about six years and left, uh, had a well better exit than I've had from some things in the past, and then started getting interested in kind of the crypto area. Went to some of the early Ethereum meetups in Mountain View and kind of invested in that Ethereum ICO, which was lucky. And then also uh, met my partner and we started sort of talking about things we could do. And over time, eventually that led us to what we're working on right now, which uh, again, we call outcome trading because you're essentially designing and trading an outcome rather than just an instrument. So obviously, maybe we've we'll seen in the crypto market lately, a lot of people get blown out and a lot of traders, or at least a lot of wannabe traders, we'll call them, they try to trade and they ultimately don't win or they get blown out of the market. Why have you been able to stay in the game so long? Well, you know, when I started in this, there were fewer opportunities for leverage. And all I can say is thank the Lord, because I it. if uh, maybe if I'd had an opportunity to leverage, I would have had some bad luck there. And I, I mean, certainly when you're looking at assets that have, you know, 100% annualized volatility, you have to be very careful. And there are a lot of solutions out there where people can be leveraged, but they start running into margin calls and things very quickly, which is one of the reasons we sort of are designing something which does not have margin calls, where you have a, a defined range of what you're trying to trade on, but you can't have your position lose. And we think that that's a very big benefit to people in these very highly volatile markets. You know, when, when I say highly volatile markets, I usually mean crypto, but certainly you just look at the conventional markets right now and volatility's gone up and everything. And so why don't you break down exactly the, at the basics, kind of what Grace Wand does and how does it benefit the existing investors today? Sure. So what we've created is a platform or what we're in the process of creating is a platform where essentially the user goes and they see like a little XY coordinate screen and they just use the drag and drop technology to pull a line to demonstrate what they're looking to do. So they say, oh, you know, I think, you know, I own some Bitcoin, I want to hedge against it going down. So they draw a little line that goes up to the left. 
how much they want to make if the price drops, stay 30 or 40%. On the flip side, they say how much they're willing to maybe lose on the upside to kind of finance the other side of it. As they move the line around, there's a little some little numbers at the top that say, okay, this is going to require this much collateral. If the price doesn't move, you're going to lose this much. And then they can design anything that they want. I mean, you could design something that made money if the market moves in either direction. You could design something that loses if the market moves, but you earn premium if it doesn't. Essentially, anything you could do with options, but you don't need to know anything about options to do it. So once you get to the end of this, you've designed your outcome. You look and say, okay, I can afford to do that. You click a button brings up a wallet that says, hey, do you want to send in collateral and lock in this trade? Once you've done it, you've locked in that outcome for the time period you've done. So let's say it expires on you know, July 15th. On July 15th, you will get exactly how much you have designed for that trade. If it says you know, it, Bitcoin at 18,000, you'll make $10,000, that's what you'll get. If it says Bitcoin at 27,000, you're going to lose 3,000. That's what'll happen. And you don't have to worry about what the market does in the meantime, because we've locked in that outcome within that range of time and price. Now, what are the benefits, I guess, of using a product like this versus going to the market by options directly? Absolutely. Well, the first thing is you don't have to really understand anything. What we've been trying to create is derivatives trading so simple that anyone can do it. And I mean, if you can't move a mouse on a screen, then we can't help you. But if you can move a mouse on the screen, you can do it. And so this is extremely helpful for people who don't have this big background in financial instruments. It's also helpful if you don't have access to the US financial system or to an account somewhere, or if you don't speak English because it's entirely visual. So we think this is gonna really work across the world. But also, I think the biggest part of this is, again, the no margin calls and the fact that this is safer. Because I follow on Twitter that, like, the BitMEX wrecked account where I'm just constantly getting messages and people are getting blown out of positions, right? And you can be right. And I, I certainly have been in trading for over 30 years, and I have had many instances where I was right. But I lost money on the way to becoming right, right? Because you put on the trade, you know, the market goes against you, you say you can't take anymore, you give up. And then lo and behold, two weeks later, you were correct. And in fact, I, I've certainly seen situations where somebody really smart put a trade on and they had to give it up. And that was the moment that was the greatest opportunity to get in. So what we're trying to build is, is something where, you know, you get the long position in Bitcoin, it drops to 15,000 overnight and then pops back up. You're not stopped out because you've locked it in with the collateral and that outcome is what you're going to get. So I think that a certain level, I mean, it's not certainty, obviously, because we don't know what the price is going to do, but there's some certainty over what will happen within the range of prices and where you don't have to worry about margin calls. So it's just a safer thing. Do you see more investors using this as a like insurance for their portfolio or more as a daily trade strategy? Well, I think it's going to depend. So we're going to we're going to see what people want to do. I would imagine that there's going to be, you know, any kind of derivative platform, you have a certain amount of speculation. Humans do like to, you know, roll the dice. If nothing else, we can give them a safer pair of dice to roll so that at least if you are doing a purely speculative trade, we can make it safer for you in the short term. And 
given that it's a visual medium, you know exactly what you're doing. You see it on the screen. If you see a big red line somewhere that shows you losing money, you know that that's what can happen to you rather than it being purely hypothetical. And you think, well, gee, maybe if it goes against me, I'll lose money. You'll see it on the screen. So between the fact that you're, you don't have a margin call and the fact that you actually know what you're doing, you see it visually as you do the trade, you know what you're getting into. And we think that's a safer position for most people. Now, let's kind of run through an example, right? Because obviously just a few months ago or whatever, maybe five, six months ago, Bitcoin was around $60,000, right? Right, right. If you ultimately thought like, hey, there could be a big sell-off coming in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Walk us through that process, how a user would, you know, instead of maybe selling their Bitcoin position, they could use that downside risk as insurance. Absolutely. So... In that case, say Bitcoin 60,000, what the person would go do is they'd go in, they'd log into our system and they'd pick an expiration date, say July 15th. And they'd say, okay, if Bitcoin drops $5,000, this is within the realm of risk that I'm used to. So I don't really care about that. So they'd say they maybe draw a line, say, that says starting at 55,000 and running from 55,000 down to 35,000, I want to start making money. So in this case, let's say they have one Bitcoin because it's easy to do the math. Say, all right, if from 55,000 down to 40,000 or down to 35,000, I want to make $20,000. If the price goes up, say from 70,000 to 80,000 or to 85, I'm willing to lose some money because I own this Bitcoin. I'm willing to take a loss on that side. They would draw a line going down on that side saying, okay, let's say I'll lose $10,000 there. When they do that, the system will tell them, okay, to do this trade, you know, we're going to need say $10,000 collateral. If the price doesn't move, you're going to lose $1,800. If this is acceptable to you, you're going to click execute trade, and then it's going to bring your wallet up and it's going to allow you to send in the collateral. And then that trade's locked in. So obviously in a case like this, you know, it's cheaper than, I mean, certainly it doesn't take you out of your Bitcoin position. You can have a range where you don't care what happens to the price and buy if they, in this case, more focusing on the tails of the trade rather than the little the immediate parts that lowers the overall cost that's involved in this. Also, if Bitcoin goes to 200,000 in that scenario, you've taken a loss on part of it, but you're not giving away all your upside. So, I mean, when we look at this and think like, if you know, clearly we're talking about a bounded range here, right? We've talked about a, a loss range from 70 to 80 or 85 and a gain range from 55 to 35. This is not zero and this is not a million. And if you really think that there's a decent chance Bitcoin's going to zero tomorrow, then I would say just go ahead and sell it, right? I mean, don't, <laughs> don't mess around with us. And if you think it's going to a million, you should probably own some. And so we think that this helps in the intermediate period between going to zero or going to a million, which is where most of our lives take place. So this is the more reasonable range. And again, I think, as you mentioned, you don't have to actually lose your position by selling the Bitcoin. You can actually just do this trade, have some level of safety and sleep at night. And it certainly would have protected you against some of the decline we've seen. Now, when it comes to those uh, expiration dates, will they be similar to what we see on options in the market today, meaning a short term and a year out available? Yeah, so we're gonna start off with just a couple of expiration. And as time passes, we're gonna see what the demand is. So we, you know, we could potentially go out a year. I don't know if there's gonna be a huge demand for that that far out in the future, but we'll, we'll see what the market wants. There's nothing in what we're building that makes it more challenging to do it longer term. I guess just the fact that, you know, everyone's collateral is locked up for a little bit longer period, but we'll see what that demand is. 
Ultimately, it would also be adding indices, looking at some other products that, it, that we can potentially apply this to as well. And you mentioned collateral locked up, right? Can you kind of hit on that for our listeners, you know, what they'll need in order to trade? Will they actually need uh, USDC, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and kind of how that works? Yeah. So from certainly, at least in the initial phases and probably for a while, we've been just looking at USDC. Certainly don't want to collateralize a Bitcoin trade with Bitcoin because that creates some really kind of scary things, certainly at least on the downside leg of it. So we've been looking at using stable coins, specifically USDC as the collateral on this. Now, um, we're, you know, maybe we're finding a bottom in the market today, yesterday, or sometime in the next six months. We don't really know, right? Right. But as an investor, you know, sometimes I'm wondering, like, is it smarter to buy spots or is it smarter to go to maybe some long-dated expiration options? And kind of, you know, is there a calculator or some tool on your site that would actually maybe help these uh, investors make some certain decisions like this? Well, I don't know that there, I mean, there isn't a calculator that allows them to help them make that decision. Certainly that as you draw the lines on the chart, we're continually updating what the cost of this particular option is. So you can start drawing a line that's, you know, Bitcoin going up to some very big numbers, but then you might all of a sudden have some very big premiums and costs for yourself. You know, if I were giving someone advice, I mean, I would be telling them that they probably should just own some spot Bitcoin for a number of reasons. Obviously, self-custody has become even more important now, given some of the, the fun things we're seeing in the market. But, you know, I do trade long dated options and things myself occasionally. And I think that those are nice because you get some level of leverage, but then you don't have to worry about the day to day decline and the time decay, obviously. I'm kind of reminded of my old days of trading options where sometimes you think, boy, if the market moves a lot overnight, I'm going to do great. But uh, if, it, if it doesn't, tomorrow is going to be really <laughs> painful. So, yeah, certainly long dated things can work well. You know, but I, I mean, I always I tell everyone that they should own some spot Bitcoin. I mean, people always say, is this a good time to buy Bitcoin? And I say, well, do you own any? And they say no. And I'm like, well, then, yes, it's a good time to buy some Bitcoin. Yeah. Same answer, same answer for gold. I mean, you know, you talk to people and it's like, oh, do you own any gold? No. I'm like, well, you probably should own a little of that too. Yeah. From a geographic location, is there any restrictions to any participants that can invest with Gray Swan? Yeah. So initially we are going to go outside the US. And I think that in terms of coming inside the US, we will consider either going through a, a regulated channel or just whitelisting, white labeling it so that some partner who has the regulatory status can offer this. So in that case, they'd be getting, you know, they'd be offered the same product, but potentially through someone else. Those details, I, I, we just don't have those worked out yet. All right. And so for basically all, everybody outside of the U.S. can participate shortly. Shortly, yeah, within the next few months, yes. And how does the platform itself make money on the transactions? There's a couple of potential monetization paths that we're looking at, but we are going to issue a token specifically for access to the platform. That'll be like an access and governance token. We just want for people who want to come in and use this to see that they have some skin in the game and then they purchase a number of tokens that they hold. And then if someone wants to like create, for instance, a new automated market maker that then would, can interact with customers, they would, you know, we'd need to see that they have, have a holding, probably a larger holding of this token. So this is going to be run through a Cayman Islands Foundation. We don't have a specific commission or anything that we're looking at charging, but we will issue that token. And there is a possibility that we would be charging for data at some point with the token. So that might be another of, of the monetization methods that we use. Now, is that the uh, Outcome Foundation? Yeah, so, this, so we have, we're going to have the Outcome Token 
which will be will be issued through that foundation. Yes. All right. And we are starting a pre-order very soon here where people have the opportunity to stake stable coin to potentially show their interest in owning this token. And then we can gauge interest at the same time. How many people are on the team that exists right now? Yeah. So the team right now is very small. There are only three of us that are working full-time on this. And then we are outsourcing certain parts of development to other organizations. So some of the smart contract work around trying to handle the holding of collateral and issuing of collateral instructions will be through an outside organization, but the UI and the back end is being done by us. So very small team at this point. Did you mention you know what certain pairs you're going to initially start off with? Yeah, well, we're going to start off with Bitcoin. We want to do a Bitcoin and I and Ethereum. I'd also we're also looking at doing a Bitcoin versus Ethereum pair that you could do, and I, I think that would be interesting because I think a lot of people want to express an opinion on on that ratio. But a lot of the places you can trade that now, you're just swapping one for the other. Whereas in this scenario, you'd actually be making a bet or speculation on what you think will actually happen to that ratio without having to just you know trade from one to the other. Can this product go across all markets or are you guys just plan to be exclusive here in the crypto or kind of what's its edge there? Ultimately, we'd like to take this to products in the real world. There's some really interesting things that could be done. I think in the long run, this creates an opportunity for like the developing world for agricultural derivative markets. There's a huge need for that. I mean, the uh, the, you know, the UN's written white papers on how they need more derivatives in the developing world. But the way things work now, there's huge costs. You have to set up a central pool of capital. You have to set up a lot of uh, institutions and things like that. With us, listing a new index is pretty cheap and easy to do. So we think it can go to those kinds of things. I look at like real estate. There is not really a good derivatives market for real estate, even though it's a massive asset class. On the real estate, give us some examples how investors would maybe use that product or, you know, because maybe most of them aren't used to. So, yeah, no, well, I think, I mean, for instance, you know, it doesn't make sense if you're buying a house and you're going to live there until the day you die, hedging it is a dumb idea, right? What you've done when you bought a house is you've hedged your future housing costs and good for you. It's a good idea. But if you're, say, a lender on real estate, there are not good products that match their risk. So if you're, a, say, a bank and you're lending against real estate, if real estate goes up, you probably can take a little money out of loan loss reserves, but you don't get a lot of the upside. On the other hand, if real estate goes down 5%, it has no impact. It goes down 10%, it has a small impact. If it goes down 20%, it's a pretty substantial and 30% is catastrophic, right? So with something like what we're building, you can actually draw the line that fits your weird risk that you would have in that. And we have talked to a number of people in the lending area who are interested. I mean, this is a, you know, we're talking long-term here, right? Because that's a, the scale of that is considerably larger uh, and it's going to take a little while to get to the point where those players would come in. But I see this going to any number of different either crypto or physical assets, wherever the market really wants it, because it'll be very easy to start a new market. And we can bring all the benefits of you know no margin calls and designing a custom trade to whatever market that is, as long as we have a good index. Yeah, that's very interesting. So, I mean, uh, yeah. Your protect your portfolio for dummies is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's why that's why I want this, right? Because I I need something for dummies. 
And this just came out of your guys' own experience of problems in the past, and this was the solution, or kind of how did this even you know evolve to where it is today? Yeah, well, I mean, it, a number of conversations about what can we do with some of this technology. But yeah, also, like you said, some of the problems that all of us have experienced. And it's very common for people to have had the experience of you know trading something. I mean, I think the first time I ever traded something, I'm trying to think which the first, whether, whether the first experience was losing because I got stopped out on a futures contract or it was just losing all the premium on an option. And it was a long time ago. These instruments are not they're not made easy for people to use. And uh, there's a lot of jargon in the way that things work. There's a lot of complexity. I remember when I was, I trained at uh, at Susquehanna Investment Group, big options trading ha- um, company. And, and one of my bosses was talking about when he started and he would go in and buy like a stock option. And the next day the price would go up two bucks and the option he bought would go up maybe an eighth of a dollar or something like that. And then another time you say, well, I'm going to sell options because this isn't working. So he'd sell a put and the market would go his way, but the volatility on the put would go up and he would like, you know, now he he would only go down a quarter. And he's like, I want to be the guy on the other side of all my trades. And that's why he went down to the trading floor. But these things are, they're very hard to use. Somebody we talked to, an advisor early on, described this as kind of like Uber, right? In the old days, you flew into a, a city, you took the shuttle out to the rental car counter, they gave you a map and they got a little highlighter out and they're sort of yeah. highlighting the highway you would take to go someplace. And you hope, you know, pray to God, you could actually follow that map while you're trying to drive. Now, you know, you get off, you go down to baggage claim, you type in, I want to go to one, two, three Main Street, but Main Street car comes, picks you up and takes you there. And that's what we're trying to do. You're trying to say, I want to have this outcome. I don't want to play around with instruments. I don't want to learn how the options market works or any of these things. I just want this outcome. You click a couple of buttons and you get it. That's awesome. Is there anything else that, you know, we didn't cover you'd like to also hit on? I'm sure there is, but I can't think of it right now. All right. Well, we also always leave off, you know, one of the things that we ask is what is one of the biggest things you've implemented in your life that's helped increase your net worth? That's an interesting, I mean, let's see, let's think about that for a second. So I would say that, I mean, there've been a number of things along the way. I mean, have, you know, have the wins and losses like everyone, but the bigger areas, I mean, certainly when I went to trade on the floor where I was on a split, and so I was putting up some of my own money and I was risking my own money, you know, it wasn't a salary, started trading and all of a sudden, you know, I was making, was stressful, but making three times what I was making on a salary before. And then I went and, you know, again, did a startup. And when I left, I actually walked away with some money, which was nice. And so that was another one where, you know, I had to bet on not making any income for two years or so and then not making very much for the next four. But then when I left, that actually, uh, you know, that actually worked out well. And then um, again, going to those Ethereum meetups was really lucky because getting in on some of those early couple of early ICOs has been really quite nice. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I can't claim too much skill in that. I mean, that, that was very, investing in that was kind of like tripping on the sidewalk and falling on a winning lottery ticket. You know, I mean, it's not, uh, it worked, worked out really well. But I think in each of those cases, I was taking a calculated risk on either myself or on the idea. So 
That's awesome. So for all those people out there also looking to maybe make some calculated risks at this time, right? And trying to understand where the market may be going. Any thoughts on your just opinion, obviously, on where we may be treading in the next couple of years or next year or two? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, right? I mean, in my own personal life, I was kind of predicting that we'd get the level of inflation we did. But now I don't know from here. I mean, I guess my guess is that the Fed is going to have a very hard time because a lot of things are breaking. If you look at that kind of long-term chart of interest rates, they raise rates until something breaks. And then they have to go back to some kind of quantitative easing and rate lowering. So I think this will play out. I think they'll keep going. But you know, when you see what's happening to mortgage rates, I don't think they want to see the housing market drop 20 or 30%. And I don't think they want the stock market to go down another 30%. So if I were to bet, I would be betting, I would be betting on crypto and some gold and things like that, but I would be maybe taking my time on entering. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, certainly the trend is down right now and I wouldn't fight it. Right. But I mean, you know, it will reverse at some point. And I I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. But my guess is they're gonna have to they're gonna have to give in on this. Is Ethereum still your favorite token or what what's your thoughts? Uh you know, I <laughs> Ethereum, I had a, a strange experience, which was every sale was bad for like three years, but you know, no, nothing lasts forever. So, uh, I mean, I I think people need to own some Bitcoin. Yeah. The other ones are speculations or bets or investments on a particular project working, and I think there's a great place for that. I do it myself. You know, I am doing my own startup, and God knows we would like some people to buy our token. But I do think that at the core should be, you know. The people need to own some Bitcoin. It just, I don't know what's going to be around 10 years from now, but I would, well, I, I have that. It's, you you guys will be around, right? <laughs> well, we'll be around, of course. I mean, that goes without saying, but let's say it anyway. But I would definitely, Bitcoin is core. People need to own it. Awesome. And so, Peter, where would you like all of our listeners to either reach you or learn more about the company? Yeah, I think I would love it if people went to outcometrading.org, which is our website. From there, you can get links to white papers, there's a couple of videos. Uh, there's a link to our Telegram channel where we'll be announcing more things in the next uh, weeks to come, and there'll be more information they can get there. But that's a great starting place. Just go to outcometrading.org. There's also you know an email link there, and they can contact us on any of these places. All right, Peter, I appreciate coming on today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's great. The Joe Roberts Show.